Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Steady Focused. Guys, this episode has been six plus years in the making. I'm honored to have with us on the show Mrs. Jackie Hager. She's a successful entrepreneur who has built two companies of her own from the ground up and nurtured and influenced hundreds more. She's the founder and CEO of the award-winning advertising agency Hager Communications. She's a philanthropist, she's a fashionista, she's a leader, she is someone who so passionately cares about her community. She has an unrelenting work ethic like no one else I've ever met in my entire life. She loves Jesus, she I loves M&Ms, she loves cows, she loves to inspire others and help raise them up to reach their dreams and be their best. She's a mother figure to me as well as a direct mentor. Please. Help me give a huge, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mrs. Jackie Hager. That was nice. Yes, it, it feels good. Yeah, well, it did. Uh, so we're here in the Wichita Falls Brewery. We're, we're in downtown Wichita Falls. Like, what What? How is downtown, how's the energy in downtown right now? You're, oh you're, you're, uh, your building is in downtown. It is. Um, the vibe is just incredible. I mean, it is a movement like no other. You know, for over 26 years, I would drive to the other side of town to go to work and was so proud to be there. And if you would have told me just four years ago that my office would be downtown, I would have said, no way. And then, you know, circumstances and a little bit of pixie dust and, and God's plan transplanted Hager Communications downtown and every single day has been a joy and even the vibe from two and a half years ago when we moved down to today is immensely different. It's happening. It's fun. It's, it's happening. Fun. And there's there's new things popping oh. up and I know you are in the mix of a lot of that with your marketing and advertising and so let's I want to roll the clock back a little bit. Uh, a lot of people see you and they see the you know, you're New York City walking around in Wichita Falls. You look excellent everywhere you go. You carry this. But you grew up and were born on a dairy farm. I, I was. And, uh, so <laughs> I, I talk about how growing up in Winthorpe, Texas, a young girl on a dairy farm, how has that helped you become the woman, the man, not, well, not the man, but the leader that you are today? Well, Winthorst is only a short 30-minute drive from here, so, but it, it is the farm, and it's out in the country, but that community is so based on work ethic, and you know, the dairy industry is seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and my dad was extremely influential and maybe a little tough on us. I mean, he expected a lot from us, and that community is truly that community that it didn't matter what you did, if you did something not so great, your parents found out about it because it's such a tight-knit community. So I think my work ethic came from my dad and my mom was just so loyal to my dad and still is to this day into the farm. Farm life is a great way to raise your kids. I mean, I still live there, even though I spend more of my day in Wichita Falls and more time in downtown than anywhere else. My kids are still being raised uh, in the Winthorpe community and uh, they leave there ready for the workforce. I always say, if you get an application in your job from a Winthorpe kid, hire them. They know what hard work is. They do. So 
okay, you, you grow up out on a dairy farm. Uh-huh. When did you fall in love with fashion? Because you had a, a, a high-end boutique for 26 years? Was that how yeah, long you had been years. Yeah. And so what drew you into fashion and, and beautiful clothing and, and you know, the big city? Yeah, my, my grandmother, I think, uh, was extremely uh, high in fashion, even though she lived simple means. She knew quality, and I think it started there, and my mother always dressed nice. But I went to work for uh, at Sykes Center Mall when I started college in a small boutique in there, and that's kind of where it triggered. And then I went from that boutique to a slightly higher-end boutique at Sykes Center. And then Vive Paris kind of fell. Uh, it was open for six months, and by this time I had graduated and, and was teaching fifth grade at Midway High School. I kid you not, wow. in, in that unbelievable community. And Vive Paris was only six months old, and they called me to ask me to come and work the summer for them before school started back. And uh, by August and September, I bought it. And uh, Oh, wow. I thought you created no, it. No, it okay. was, it was six months old. It was an amazing happenstance. And, uh, man, you talk about hard work. That was... That was that was some tough years getting that business off the ground. A uh, lot of sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of joy, but a lot of tough days. But it, it, it took about two years to really get a rhythm there. And then it moved a couple of locations with its final home uh, in Parker Square. So Vive Paris taught me the true meaning of meeting a payroll. Uh, that 40 hours meant nothing. It was more like 60, 70, 80. It, uh, I traveled worldwide with it from China to New York. Uh, that's where I really got my worldly experience. And when I figured out that what I thought the definition of tough work <laughs> and what it really was were two separate things. <laughs> Where did you get your confidence from? I mean, uh, just from you and I working together at Hager Communications and sitting down and like a, a lot of my major, uh, what I would say, meetings that I've had in my life, like big money meetings and, and major things were with you, you know, like I was at the table with you. And for me, they were huge, you know, and I'm kind of pinching myself a lot of the time thinking like, like, are these people going to find me out, you know, <laughs> that I'm a fake, you know, kind of things You're like not, that. But yeah. Where do, where do you get your confidence to go to China, to go to New York City and, uh, and sell and close deals? I, I, I don't know, Simeon. It might just come naturally. Uh, failure has been a part of my life as well, and I think we learn from failure. I think the key is how do you react to that failure? I mean, people think, does she wake up in a good mood every day? No. I wake up fearful almost every day of, am I going to be able to tackle that day, make that client happy, achieve what I need to achieve that day? I'm not saying I put on this happy front every day. I, I feel confident in what I'm doing, but it's still a challenge every day. And, you know, people think, you know, what happens in the day in the life of, of what I do? I, I still experience small failures every day, every single day. At the end of the day, when you're spinning in your head, when you lay your head on the pillow, what was good about today? What wasn't so good about today? What could I've done better about today? Those are things that go through my head every night. I just hope to aspire to learn something that I can be just a little bit better tomorrow. But at the end, failure is good. 
Failure's okay. good because okay. it makes us better. Okay. And, and that's one of my favorite things that I love to talk about is failure and yes. especially super successful people like yourself and them talking about failure. And we had a lot of people uh, write in questions for this episode. And that was Jessica Cartwright. That was one of her specific things was what is one of your, your biggest failures um, and how did you overcome it? What did you learn from it? Is there oh, one particular? Oh, gosh. Um, probably selling a Vive Paris too quick and maybe and not to the right person. Uh, even though, you know, that was my firstborn child. It really was. And to watch it nourish and, and grow and just become this amazing retail store. It was more than a retail store. It was the cheers destination for women. It's where uh, we cried and we laughed and we told stories. Oh yeah, and then we sold a few things. It was, it was about relationships and it was about me finding out who I really was and learning that marketing that business was my favorite part of that business. I think that's where my marketing um, intuition came from. So I think my biggest failure was not selling it to the right person to see something close only after nine months when you birthed it and uh, pretty much after six months, I, I birthed it all the way to year 26 and turned over the keys uh, and went on with phase two of my life to watch that uh, close was tough. That was tough. So maybe that and the second failure I, I kind of think of is, you know, I, I really beat myself up every day if I felt like every client does not get the attention they deserve or if they feel like they don't get enough of me because time is something you can never buy. Rich, poor, young, old, you can't buy time. And sometimes I always think if I had two more hours and every day I could have done this or spent more time with this client, that's something I beat myself up on every day is did they get enough of me? And that's hard because you wanna be there for everybody to give them everything they need. And sometimes I just have to take a deep breath and do the best I can. You're just a human. You're just trying, trying, but you are a superstar. I mean, you're, you know, you not, are a superstar human. Not, I really would, would uh, aspire for you not to say that because I'm not okay. any better than any other hardworking male or female trying to do the best they can. I, I know that I love my job as much as I love everything else. It is not a job to me. It's like my brain never, ever, ever cuts off. And I drive down the road and I look at stuff and I go, we need to figure out how to make that better. How can we, you know, you look at things all the time and I always want to aspire to how can I tweak it? How can our office make things better? And um, it just never cuts off. <laughs> And, and maybe that's the answer to the next question, but what drives you? I mean, you've had a, like you're talking about, a hugely successful business previously to Hager. Now Hager's yes. been going over a decade yes. strong, probably 12, 13 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. It's hugely successful, but you're, I, I've heard you say it before, and I know this is a term you love, is your hunger. You are hungry. Yeah. It's my favorite word. It, and so what, why, where does that come from? I don't know. I, I fear drives a lot of everything I think every person does every day. The fear of failure can eat my insides alive. And I always think if I fail at something, I kind of have a tendency to overanalyze why it failed, 
whether it's something little or big. And um, my drive probably comes a little bit genetically. I do think we're wired some that way, but it also comes from watching your team members succeed, watching their successes and, uh, and the client being successful. And um, so that drives me, you know, I'm spending their money. That's hard to do. That's a big responsibility to spend somebody's hard earned money because they work just as hard as we do. So that, that drive gets me up every morning thinking, let's hit the road, let's go, it's showtime, you know? And you're, things that I take away or I took away from the five and a half years uh -huh. I worked under you, you yeah. know, was work ethic is work extremely ethic. important. Um, the the way you carry yourself and the, what what's the, what's, I just went blank, but what is it called when people are, uh, what they think of you? Your reputation. Yeah, yeah reputation. reputation is huge. What does reputation mean? Reputation means... And why is it important? Oh, uh, well, it's who you are, and it, I want to be the same person seven days a week, 24 hours a day, whether I'm doing homework with my kids or being a wife or being a business owner or having a business meeting. It, it's who you are. It's everything about you, and that should carry off into every aspect, whether you're at church or anything. So reputation means I'm going to do it. I'm going to work as hard as I can for you and do what I said I was going to do. I think that's what it yeah. means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. And it, it means a lot. And I just, I'm thankful for working with you. Oh my you know? gosh, Simeon, uh, I'll never forget the first day you walked in. Uh -oh, my let's hear it, let's hear it. <laughs> you know, you, you, you reached out to me. And when you came in, you know, I just, I asked you a lot of questions, but I also listened a lot. And I think people have, I think I have that innate ability to uh, recognize uh, motivation and desire and and somebody wanting to learn and it was written all over your face and so to watch you walk in from day one to aspire to Simeon Steady Focus today that journey has been unbelievable to watch unbelievable thank you proud of you I think you, you have and I've said this to you before but you have a lot of great talents many many but I think one of your best is assembling a team and just like yeah. you were saying you could see me and and my potential and you know my hunger but the the team that you have assembled at hager communications are all stars i mean they're good i think uh i think most people never give enough credit to those people that surround them it is like a family to us and i'm really proud of the work that they put out every day. While I'm still not perfect, I work really hard to allow them to do what they do best and give them a work culture that they're proud to be in. Yeah. yeah. I know they're proud of it. Yeah, they're good. Uh, wow, they're good. That uh, From your team at Hager, Kristen, she sent in a question. Oh, she yeah, did. Yeah, she did. And she talked about over your, over your life, What's been one of your biggest successes? And, and oh. one thing that you were just like, really maybe proud of yourself about having accomplished? A couple of things, engaging in the community and, and realizing that your best asset is learning from other and surrounding yourself with other business owners. So I think engaging in the community, that's a huge success for me. Um, involve, oh gosh, Simeon, that's tough. Um, hey, blame it on Kristen. Yeah. Uh, Kristen. <laughs> Kristen, she's amazing too. Uh, 
I think my personal business success, now this is a business success, sure. okay, because, you know, my personal success with my children is just unbelievable, my husband and my family. My business success would be allowing myself to never become mediocre or complacent and realizing the empathy that I get from my customers and clients and coworkers, I don't ever want to stop being hungry. And the day that happens is the day I turn the lights out. Mm. So hungry, man, I'm, I'm still hungry. That, that kind of rolls into the next question. Cosme from, you know, the, where, where is Cosme working? Is he at the chamber or I don't think he's at, or he's with United Way, United Way. I think. Cosme's Cosme, good. Forgive me if I got yeah. that wrong. But anyway, he sent in and wondered what is some of your major goals or where's your big dream? Or do you have an ultimate for, is there, is there an end goal for all of this? Oh, I tell people every day I'm going to work till they sprinkle dirt on me. I am never going to stop working. What that work entails, I don't know. In the end of my life, it might just be volunteering, but that's work too. My personal goal is to maintain my relationship with Jesus. And remember, it all begins with Him. Love my kids, my grandkids, my husband, my parents, and be uh, grateful for them. My business goal is to never um, stop creating because my mind is a creative mind and I think the minute it stops creating will be a sad day for me. <laughs> I, don't, I can't even foresee that and um, I, I have lots of goals. I, 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 want, I want to keep developing people that whether they stay with me or move on to good things that they had a great stop at Hager or that our paths crossed and we learned from each other. So I don't ever want to stop meeting people and figure out what you know that I don't know and what do I know that you don't know and how can we merge those two brains? That's a, that's a big, constant desire. Let me ask you this, like talking about goals. Uh -huh. it, uh, is, is it enough, and I'm just personal, you're, you're curious, because sometimes I beat myself up that I don't have that one that one goal that is totally driving my life. I mean, again, I'm, I'm driven by evolution. I want to work hard. I want to keep growing. But then sometimes some of the people I see, it's like they're telling me I've got to have this one thing. Like I want to win a, a Pulitzer Prize or a Nobel Peace Prize. And I'm like, I, I don't have that one thing. I don't know. Is what, What's your thought on that? Well, from a personal standpoint, I, I would hope that when I go home to Jesus, my kids look back and say, I had the coolest mom ever who was so creative and worked so yeah. hard. That alone is a massive goal. Okay. From a, from a work standpoint, I, I think I just want to know that I left the creative world maybe a slightly better place here in Texoma, that I made a mark somewhere. Yes. You know, that alone is a massive goal. Now, okay. organically, okay where God leads me and the people he puts in my pathway for the next 20 years, man, I can't wait. That's gonna cost great magic. So magic is yet to be made. Isn't so that exciting? It is, so it's kind of like trusting God, Yes. work hard, yeah. and- Forge ahead. And just keep moving. Keep moving. 
I mean, don't, you know, our time on earth is such a blip in the whole reality of life. I don't want to waste one minute. So, I mean, I literally lay my head on my pillow sometimes at night and go, do I sleep or do I get up and do I work on that next creative project? Because is sleep overrated? Sometimes I think it is until I crash, but um, it just, it never really clicks off. You know, I'm always thinking, how can we do it better? You know? What's a piece of advice you give to, I don't want to say a young person, because it could be young or old, but uh, just somebody who is, who is searching. And maybe this is advice, maybe a mantra you tell yourself, or it is just someone you see on the side of the road and that they're, they're just seeking, you know? Maybe they want to get into the creative world like, like you're doing. Uh, be grateful for what you have first. Right here on this very day, be grateful because you were planted at that spot for a reason. Don't ever forget that. And number two is, man, you, you, you just got to get up and go do it. And, and every time you get knocked down, I mean, we get knocked down at the office and sometimes we'll lose a client or, um, you know, what we created wasn't perfect in their eyes. I still think you got to learn from your failures and go, failing is okay because the back end of the learning curve of that is hugely value, valuable to you on what you're going to do next. And get up and get moving, man. Laziness is, there's no time for laziness. Get up, get moving. Period. 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 That was good. That was uh, Mary Albertson. She yeah, sent that in. Awesome. I think, isn't her, let, let me let me check one. She's yeah, Mary great. Albertson. I said that right. Um she, she was kind of asking about that, you know, best advice, what would you give to Be young? grateful for what you have. Be empathetic for those people around you and get them moving. Get up. Where did these questions come from? Yeah, where did these questions come yeah, from? That, that's good. So on Facebook today, before you came, oh. we, we sent out the questionnaire like, guys, Jackie's coming on the show. Oh. What do you want to hear from Jackie? What would you like to, to ask? And so, yeah, Mary, Cosme, Jessica, and Kristen, these were just okay. four that I selected, but there was a lot more questions. So, but yeah, you know, that, and, and I just kind of, you know, put it out there, but. So you did talk about your fear, that you do experience fear, yes. that you do have anxiety or, well, I use, you haven't said the word anxiety. I say the word anxiety, but how do you deal with this? How do you deal with failure, fear, anxiety, self-doubt? Um, well, I read a lot. You know, if I feel like my mind won't shut off or that blood is tap dancing inside you and you just can't get your insides uh, to slow down. Sometimes I'll dive into a great book because um, I read about 800 pages a week. And, uh, or, uh, you know, I'll just kind of self-absorb myself with my kids um, or at the house on a project. That'll help some. But then prayer, man, just meditation and prayer, quiet time and deep breathing and just, you know, removing yourself from the craziness of the world it can be a good thing. And maybe that is just closing yourself up and sitting in a chair and being 100% quiet. But it never goes away, totally. It's always there. Anxiety is, is a, is a, can be a brutal thing. I agree. It can. And you gotta learn to embrace it because um, it can eat you alive. And some days I'm good at it and some days I'm not, depends on the day. But 
when you walk into the office, as soon as I unlock the door, you, you take that anxiety and you prop your problems off at the door and you can pick them up on the way out if you want to because your team needs to know you're at your best every day and your clients and hard to do, but you got to aspire to do it every day. I know you're big on uh, soaking up knowledge. Yes. So who are some of your heroes? People who have influenced you and inspired you? Well, my dad, number one, by far. Barrels in my back door for coffee, and I say we have that three-minute board meeting. By far, number one. My grandmother, Nanny, we call her, she was, she, she was a big mentor to me, too. Um, in the industry, you know, I, I like everyone. Seth Godin is a mastermind, and I got to read a little wisdom from him. And you know how much I love Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, and all the times I've gotten a visit with him. And, uh, and then, you know, blogs. I'm a big, I, I do a lot of audio. Audio is my new favorite thing. I listen to everything, whether I'm driving to work, coming back from work, getting ready in the morning. You know, I, those are probably some of my favorites. And then just surrounding yourself with people that you love and respect. Hey there, uh, surrounding yourself with people you love and respect. If you listen twice as much as you speak, you'll gain more knowledge. Felicia asked about what was it like to meet Gary Vaynerchuk? <laughs> oh, he, he's remarkable. Uh, I think what I, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Let me just say that, it was awesome. I've gotten to be around him three times and I'll be with him next week as well. Wow, okay, um, I didn't know that. I know, cool. I'm heading up that way. Uh, he's remarkable at what he does. Uh, he is uh, definitely in tune with where eyeballs and attention are going. That's what he sells every day. Um, whether you can dive into his mojo or not, his pearls of wisdom are pretty good, especially in my industry or our industry. Yeah. And I, I love him and respect him immensely. But I think what I love and respect the most about him is almost on a daily basis, somewhere on any feed, he is screaming from the mountaintops. He doesn't forget his roots and his parents and his, and his love for life and his passion uh, for his people. And I think that's what I connect with him more than anything. So, yeah, he's awesome. He is awesome, yeah. and you're awesome. He, he's and, he's uh, amazing. Jackie, that, that's kind of what I got, you know? Okay. Um, so, any other final thoughts or things you would wanna, wanna say? You know, I, I think, uh, I get asked, the, the question I get asked the most was, uh, what was it like selling uh, Vive Paris after 26 years? And I, I don't regret that decision, but I always say, uh, I, I remember writing a letter to the new owner on the day that we closed. I, I wrote her a letter the night before talking about the value of every woman and man who walked in there and spent their time and their money. And just those relationships were endless and priceless. You, you, you can't pay for that. And she took that word of wisdom. She, she and I, you know, I, but in the end, nine months later, it failed. Where I'm going with this is one of the biggest turning points in that um, era of that is I was sitting in Starbucks on Kemp one day 
And this was before Frank and Joe's was open, because yeah. <laughs> you know how I love my and Frank, Frank and, and Joe's. Frank and Joe's opened up in V3. In, in the V3 yeah. location. I love their power and their, uh, but anyway, I was sitting in uh, Starbucks waiting for a client meeting and I was drinking my coffee and the way I was angled, I was looking out at that end of Parker Square uh, where Vive Paris was. Um, it had not reopened into another business yet, but uh, because it had already closed. But I was drinking uh, uh, my coffee and waiting for that person. And all of a sudden I look up and I saw the truck that had taken the Vive Paris sign off the building uh, and driving down. And I caught, to be at that spot at that very moment at that time to watch yeah. that sign go, which was really the end of the era for Vive Paris. That was a monumental moment for me. And I thought, wow, and why that? <laughs> really haven't talked with you this much about Vipuri, I didn't realize that it, it was so. <laughs> Why that moment was so big, I have no idea. But it only inspired me for phase two to be even bigger. And it is. I mean, look at Hager Communications and the people that cross our paths and we inspire every day and we love. I mean, I love people who really embrace um, their clients and their customers like family. And we, while we're not a perfect office, there is no perfect office. The, the trust value that they put in us, man, we take that to heart. <laughs> That was out of the blue. <laughs> but outside of that, the joy of phase two is awesome. It's it's great. And you know, for all I know, there may be phase three. Yeah, you're still a young woman. Oh my gosh, there's so, you know, I, I had a, a visit with a new client yesterday who was 75. And she's starting a new project. 75, vivacious, incredible, ready to go. And she says, Jackie, this is phase three for me. So don't tell me. Watch out. Watch, Watch out, because you, you, even you have another phase. I don't know what the next five years are gonna bring. I do know this. Life is pure joy. And you gotta embrace it every day and go get it. It's fun. Who knows what'll happen next? Jackie, if people wanna find Hager Communications or yeah. you online, where, where can they go? Jackie at teamhager.com or you can find me all over. I'm all over Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat. Email me, go to the website, walk in the office, have a piece of candy, have a, have a cup of coffee. If you want me, I'm yours. Come get it. Guys, I'm, I'm just going to end it right there. Jackie, thank you so much. Yeah, this has been awesome. Yeah, I love you too. So guys, until next time, I'm your host, I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks, and this is Steady Focused.